party. It's not a party, it's an intimate get-together. Candace party, Candace party. Don't call it that, it's just a get-together. Candace party, Candace party. Don't spill your drink, don't drop your beer, don't make the music in Now Molly, if you would give us the first hello. 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 That's so much fun. Welcome to Candace Party. It's not a podcast. It's an intimate get-together. That was fun. I'm glad we invented that. I'm glad we beat the Three Stooges to it by, what, 70 years? You say hello like they say it in Oh Hello, though. You say goodbye. I say it like, oh, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. I love you. That Don't is you kind of how they say your it. Name. Hello. I love you. Let me jump in your game. It's me, The Doors. <laughs> All Sick of them the once. doors. <laughs> it is I, Jim Morrison, and the rest oh, of the doors. I was gonna say, I was like, Come on down gonna, to doorbells and more. Really gonna do this? Gosh, do I hope that's that a the doors song from SNL. Doorbells and more. Doorbells and more. I just hit the mic with my little my chin. Your little chin. My chinny chin chin. Not by the hair, my chinny chin chin. I'd like to comment on the um the. It's not a podcast. It's an intimate get together. We did have someone on Twitter reach out to us and ask us how intimate of a get together it is. Um, and I would say the most intimate. We are related. You? By we blood. are related, and it's just us. Yes, we are siblings. We're all physically in the same place. Now we would be willing to open up the intimate get together a little bit if we brought Laura Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> what is this uh, psychotic goal of yours to lure a a music session singer onto an our show? An almost egot. I want to have her on our show. What are we gonna do? Just be like, do you remember when you recorded this song? And she'll be like, that was two. 2009, I record five of these a day. Do you know how iconic Disco Miniature Golfing Queen is and how did you only sing it once and we not should be like, yes, I'm very well aware because she's an icon. Nevertheless, I do enjoy I think we Lord. should get Wendy Williams as well. We should get Wendy Williams? Well, that's a What's little less doing? relevant. Do you want to book Wendy Williams? Because I feel like we could book Wendy, at least on Cameo. <laughs> we should get Wendy Williams. We should get Wendy Williams to do that. It's not a podcast. Okay. <laughs> we should get Wendy Williams to go. How you doing? It's not a podcast. It's an intimate get together. Real quick, do people outside of the tri-state area know Wendy? Is she a uh, national? Yeah, Gus yeah. Johnson made that video. About she her. was on the Masked Singer, and it was like a, a okay. very big meme. Yeah, well, I think it's like Ellen. You know, Ellen premieres everywhere. Yeah, but I think Wendy is explicitly like a. New she's York. a New Yorker. That is her but bit. That is her it, bit, but, but and she was born in New Jersey. Film in New York, it doesn't mean it's just a New York show. That's fair. That's fair. I just didn't know if that made it nationwide. No, that's fair. That's fair. I think nationwide it's like a live with Kelly side. and Ryan. Well, live with Kelly and Michael situation. Well, it's Kelly and Ryan now. Now it's Kelly and Ryan. Yeah, I didn't remember was. the order. It's okay. He left and then... Ryan Seacrest was introduced. It is none of this matters. None of this matters. I'm what, sorry. I'm just really obsessed. Well, with Regis Williams. was on with uh, Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, that's May true. he rest in peace. That is the and late, we're bringing great, it back, man. The late great Regis Philbin. <laughs> Not Regis. <laughs> I don't think that's a problem. Are we so going we to could... resurrect Regis Philbin? I would love to resurrect. If we're going to resurrect anybody, think about it. That was a guy who was famous for like 50 years and never did anything bad think about how hard that is there is no old you're offensive video really of regis philbin you're gonna be really embarrassed if they Molly. find something the only offensive thing regis philbin ever did was when he showed up on the david letterman show in the full shrek regalia from the broadway shrek musical i'm talking the full <laughs> prosthetics he walked out and went how you doing Why? you've never seen the clip no. no it was a promotional thing for shrek the musical they brought in regis <laughs> philbin <laughs> to demonstrate the makeup process and then at the end of the video he walks out live on stage as they're doing the show that's hilarious yeah it's amazing anyway so 
what Phineas and Fer- I mean, what uh, what's the name? What of the show? Regis Philbin? <laughs> Who's a Regis? This Philbin? is Candace Party, and we are three siblings. No, you're doing it wrong. And this is why I do this. Ryan, and, and we have a show me. and bully, uh, bully, 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 Magician from the Phantom Toll Booth. No one remembers the Phantom Toll Booth, but Why? you and Chuck Jones. No, I remember the Phantom Toll Booth. I was going to say. I don't remember the Phantom Toll Booth. It's my Are you kidding? That's where you learned that I am is the shortest sentence in the English language. I didn't learn that. Oh, well, what are you we just talking did. about? Phantom Toll Booth, baby. The Phantom Toll Booth. There's no time for this. We'll talk about it off mic. Fine. It's too saucy for a family show. <laughs> oh. The Phantom Toll Booth. Like I says to the kids, I says, the this Phantom is a. Of sh- the Toll Booth. <laughs> Here. We're trying to mind. determine the best episode, the best of the song, the best quotes, etc. from Phineas and Ferb yeah. with our beautiful bracket. We have constructed a wonderful scientific bracket that I do not understand well, because not I don't play. Yeah. She'll be constructed once we've reached that point. We're, we're only on, on episode <laughs> 12. We're moving slow. We're, we're chugging along. Much but... like the Jeffersons, though, we are moving on up. Now, today's episode uh, is, of course, uh, Mom's Birthday uh, slash Journey to the Center of Candace. Now- Before we begin talking about these particular episodes, there is a certain thing we must do, which we do every week, and I never, ever forget, and the podcast also totally comes out every week. This thing is a very adult, very serious question about Phineas and Ferb. Now, please remember, this is still a family show, but this question is from a mature adult lens, and I always prepare them ahead of time, and I do not make them up on the spot each time. This week's very serious question about Phineas and Ferb. Is Baljeet happy? Hmm. Like, spiritually? No. <laughs> Obviously no. I have a real hot take on this. So well, if you guys could chime in with your, is Baljeet happy? Like, truly happy? I mean, it Are depends on at the which point. Because during the Christmas special, when he gets that kiss after delivering yeah. that hat, he seems pretty genuinely happy. But in general, he's got like this little angry, feisty spirit in him. May we talk about what an absolute player Baljeet is? Oh, absolutely. He's got a different girl in the Christmas special. He has his platonic friend who he played soccer with, who goes on the love love boat boat with him. And is not so platonic then. He's got at least two or three fireside girls waiting for him. That is all I'm saying is throughout the course of the show, they never gave Baljeet a consistent love interest besides Buford. And it just feels to Danny, who is me, by the way, that, oh, we should all say our names. Sorry. It just seems to me that Baljeet is sort of a no, man of it's a town. funny deal. Let's all say our names. Ryan, 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 Ryan. Yeah, Molly, that's Molly, what- please stop saying that. <laughs> Ryan, would you introduce yourself? <laughs> I'm Ryan. <laughs> I'm Molly. And I'm Sporty Spy. (laughs) 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 I so deeply regret recording that, but it's going on the internet. No editing. No net. No safety. Candace party. (laughs) Belgium, I think. (laughs) Emphasis on no safety. Um, Um, Belgium, listen. So, like Molly said, he's got some rage inside of him. We've seen someone give me a grade. 
that rage. Yeah. It's set, it's he it's was set off the so it is a truly yeah, I mean, right, against the machine. I feel like he's always yelling about something. Oh, or like in yelling. in Candace against the universe <laughs> when he like is angry that um the space invaders thing worked when Phineas said it. That's some pretty big anger mm. right there. But he does seem genuinely happy watching and talking about I space think... invaders. But at the Comic Con S type event event, he does seem ready to kill. Those fantasy loving the, the, uh, spinkies, yes. the spinkies and the the effects. Yeah. I hope I'm not getting those wrong. It sounds dirty either way. Molly, this is not going on a family show. But Ryan, that could kind of go in. I didn't say anything. Spinkies. <laughs> I says to the girl, I says, no. Um, <clears throat> listen. Um, no, but no. No, you don't think Baljita. Neither no, of us, well, neither of you think Baljita's happy. Here's the thing. I think he's content in certain areas of his life. I think he's content in his relationship with yeah. Buford towards the latest. Once they once they develop their dynamic, I feel like he is he is quite happy. But in terms of, you know, like an overall scoring yeah. like um like on a BuzzFeed quiz, no. No, you know, because he's like really that perfectionist type. I don't really yeah. think he's ever going to be satisfied unless he's seen as the best. Just like but Alexander also, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he'll I've never be never, satisfied. Never seen it. Never will. Just too too much wrapped up in that. Now it's just been so too long. too much wrapped up in that. Oh, Molly, you oh, punned. Oh, I've punned. I'm so glad that'll be on the internet forever, Ryan. <laughs> when the sun destroys most of the earth, and we are among the last survivors, do you think that the recording of Molly saying, I've punned, do you think we'll commit that to its own hard drive or that'll be the only thing on every It'll computer? be what is left of the Library of Congress. <laughs> we, By the way, we should start submitting these to the Library of Congress. Let's absolutely start There's doing nothing that. stopping us. You can send them anything and they have to keep it. That's not true. <laughs> you gotta tell me if you're a cop. I, like, I do have to tell you if I'm a cop. And I'm not, folks. Baljeet is definitely happy. He is the only one in Danville who is honest about what is bothering him. He keeps nothing inside. Candace, oh, sure, she's mad about her brothers, but that's rooted in a deeper insecurity and other anxieties. That's not a pure desire to see her brothers fail. It's a feeling that she will never accomplish what they have. That is a deeper insecurity that it takes her uh, the entire series to admit to herself. And when we see her as an adult in the future, she still kind of has that chip on her shoulder. Uh, Buford is taking out some kind of sex secondary problem on Baljeet. Baljeet, one thing is bothering him each time he is upset. He tells us what it is, and he either resolves the problem or he does not. He is the only honest man in Danville, except maybe Isabella. Nope, she's harboring feelings for Phineas and won't admit it to him. I'll say it. Baljeet is an honest man, and that is the closest to happy any of us can hope to be. I don't oh, think he's happy, honest, though. honest are we? Would an honest man dress up and pretend to be Perry instead of admitting <laughs> they lost him? That's a worry that he's being very open about with Buford. He is scared he lost the platypus. By then I trying think they're to all fair. There's no compensating here. He just wants... To be good at school. There was no, he's not like, oh, I'm weak and pathetic. He freely admits he's no. a nerd. He's not trying he to He wants sublimate. to be good and the best, but it makes you neurotic. We've all been there. We've all been there, but it's all I'm for a there. different, deeper reason. And I'm not happy. Aren't you trying to be the best because you feel unloved? No, I'm great, man. <laughs> Please What's don't up do with that you, bro? Mic? Don't do that in the mic. At any rate. 
Now that we've asked our um, very serious, mature Phineas and Ferb question, the last of our new business, we have a, a shout out for a listener of ours who goes by the screen name uh, 3TJ. Um, we also, uh, they just, they wrote us a very nice email and I wanted to answer them. Uh, also, we have a shout out for uh, a, a, a nice a nice fellow who's named Larry, who listens to the show with his uh, kid apparently, and that's very sweet. It's and so sweet. And we are appreciate any fan mail. This is our first ever fan mail. And it's super exciting. I it's be super clear. exciting, but it's super embarrassing because it takes the, months. We <laughs> didn't realize. We kind of forgot we had the email. Yeah. Well, we knew we had it. We just assumed no one was right. I use yeah. it to sign up for like receipts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Um, no, but the first the first fan mail we got was like a year ago. Did I tell you this? No, we got fan mail no. like a year ago, and Why I didn't see not? it until now. So that person definitely stopped listening to the podcast. Well, we got to give them a shout out. They're going to be insulted it's if they It's been a still whole listen. year. It's been a whole year, buddy. I don't remember the name. Danny. Uh, so this is the other thing is Danny also just you, doesn't share yeah. the fan mail. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I will go all the way. Have I'll, you no notifications? Uh, not for this one, <laughs> have no. Have you no notifications? <laughs> Sir, have you no shame? Um, yeah. Um, tell you what. Why don't you keep talking yeah, for a we second? Will. So I just really appreciate the fan mail and, and they were really specific and funny. Yeah, Spencer. Spencer, Spencer about a year ago my Spencer. favorite name Spencer and you ignored them you just like iCarly no uh, Spencer oh, mine's baby oh I thought it was and Sean Survivor. Spencer <gasps> and so, I see why so Spencer, many Spencers so many Spencers so well, many Spencers I love Jerry Trainer. Well, a very kind Spencer wrote us an email about a year ago asking if we still do this. And uh, it's been an entire year. and We've only done like five more. So I guess maybe is the answer. Yeah, the answer is a solid maybe. We're still trying, Spence. We're still trying. Okay, last, last piece of new business. So that's, again, shout outs to uh, 3DJ, Larry, and uh, good old buddy Spence, Larry's, Larry's kid, and oh, Spencer. Wait, but I, <laughs> I had to give you guys an apology. This ragtag group of since heroes. you have written, I do believe since we hadn't checked the email that I have been screaming that nobody's been writing to us and begging people to write. Yeah. So I'm sorry I yelled at you um, when you were doing your job. I don't want to be rude, but. Molly does a lot of apologizing for yelling at people lately. I do. And this is actually an intervention. These microphones aren't plugged oh, into no. anything. Um, I'm directing a play and I preemptively apologized if I come off as rude because I don't mean hey, it. Hey, do you know what the um, the smuggest sentence in the world is? I'm directing a play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but if, if they knew the any play, other details you know about not, this play. I, I was kidding, of course. The smuggest sentence in the world is I've written a play. <laughs> Uh, Danny's written several. I read a one act, wrote a one act play, but um, and never performed it. Oh, that's a shame, Molly. Was it, it an episode of Frasier? You stole word for word. No, but I saw a Frasier's dad and his dog Funko the other okay, day. Okay, well, his name's Eddie. You. Yeah, really, yeah, Martin the dog, Eddie. Not the man. The oh. man is Martin. You, so you didn't know. Martin so lied. I didn't say no. I said, oh. Mm. Well, this is tired. Play it back. No, Play it, fellas. Know. Fellas, we've yeah. been recording for about fifteen minutes. Molly has a platypus fact. A platypus fact. Yeah. So um, I don't know if any of y'all saw. I'm sure you did that uh, on Dan Pavemeyer's TikTok that. He just made Perry green, like this bluish green teal, just because he thought it was a fun color. And people always asked him, why'd you do that? And he was like, just because it's fun. But now he found out that there's like this whole bioluminescence thing that goes on with platypus underwater. And it turns out they, they kind of glow a little green color. Um, so Dan was years ahead of the scientific community. And I needed to share that to you just all. Just once again, 
one-upping the scientific community, as he often does. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, let's talk about the episodes of the show, fellas. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that delayed response. That does not bode well for the energy. Sure. The energy which you two bring to this podcast. So I says to the guy, I says, What do you mean? <clears throat> Today's episodes are, of course. What do you mean by that? Today's episodes, of course, are entitled. A little rude. Mom's birthday and journey to the center of Candace. Now, we have to summarize the plot of the episode. Yeah. This is everyone's favorite part of the show. Mm-hmm. Can we do it kind of like... Um, One word at a time. Yeah. Okay. But we we all... Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. We, I know um, the game. Okay. okay. I <clears throat> will start. <clears throat> it's... About... Mom's... Birth... Day... And... Candace... Is... Trying... To... Give... Mom... A... Great... Present... But... Phineas... And... Verb... Are... Out... To... <laughs> Talk, laughy boy. Did you, did you say to or do? To, to, <laughs> to, to get her. <laughs> I was going for outdoing. Uh, that's what I thought you um, said do. Outdoing is one word. Redacted. And birthday wasn't. Nah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> A grown man can admit when he's wrong, but so can I. But um. I give up. Yeah, so it's, keep out doing Candace. Yeah, you know, and Candace wrote this beautiful song for mom. Um, and uh, and the boys uh, just just really be there at every turn. Meanwhile, Dr. Doofenshmirtz plans to use his uh, shrinkosphere. Shrinksphereo? That's one that's more than one word. Yeah. He plans to use it to <laughs> he plans to use it to eliminate everything he dislikes, which includes uh, blinking detour signs, instruments that begin with the letter B. And pelicans. To help him with this, he has recruited two animatronic wax figures of uh, George Washington and Abraham Lincoln. Now, I'd like to be clear. He is not eliminating them. He is shrinking them down so that he cannot see them. An obsession with shrinking in these two episodes. Um, This episode. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about that. All right, look, I'll say it. This episode makes me feel bad for Candace. Yeah. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb are little monsters. Yeah, this episode really, I mean, it really hits home, you guys, honestly. I've never been so um, squarely in the Candace corner as we like to oh, call yeah. it here. Weirdly enough, we spell that with two Ks. Candace corner. Like the, the cuddly crab. Like the cuddly crab, the creepy crab, the crusty crab, or the killer The panic crab. room. <laughs> but yeah, I feel so bad for Candace here. And like Phineas and Ferb are just kind of jerks in the way that, no offense, guys, only little brothers can be. Um, it's really relatable for me, this whole Are this they? Whole line. They're not doing it totally um, intentionally, though. No, they're, they're not. not. They're not. It's that but kind it of kind thing. of feels like it does for the first part of it. They a do hit bit. her with a door. They do hit her with a door, but then again, like, how are they supposed to know she's there? A rare act of violence against yeah. Candace. Not on purpose. Well, not Candace has a lot of violence thrown at her, but not from them. Candace does tend to suffer, yeah. as she should, for the sin Clap of if being... if you think she should suffer. <laughs> it's a Lindy Williams quote. Death to the um, world. Death to whoa, all of them. Whoa, yeah, yeah. Um, I love Lindy Williams It quotes. just feels... So, when Phineas and Ferber are outdoing her, it's like kind of that person who's like trying to be nice to you, but kind of doing it backhandedly. It's like Candace was just out here writing a song for mom. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb 
forgot it was mom's birthday. And much like any jerk who forgets like a birthday or something, they went like way too ham to try to make up for it. And in doing so, they even just like stole Candace's song. Like she had a plan for how she wanted to present this gift to mom. Yeah. They secretly record her. I was going to say, they recorded her without her consent. And then they play it. And it's like she didn't want to just play it. She wanted to perform. Like, how do you know Candace didn't have some other grand plan that you just stomped on? It really shows us that communication is key, and they lack yeah. healthy communication. It's a very, it's by a very slim chance that all of Candace's instruments were destroyed. Otherwise, she yeah. would have been very, she would have been able to perform the song live as intended. See, okay, but that is. I've got a, a bone to pick with that. Joke, it's a hilarious joke. Yeah, you have a bone to pick. I have a bone to pick. Um, even though. It starts with the letter B. I can still pick it. It's not an instrument, Molly. The bone, I beg to differ. Have uh, you ever seen a skeleton play his ribcage like a xylophone? <laughs> Thank you. I rest my case. Thank you. Uh, um, so, yeah. So, all the instruments that start with B start disappearing because of Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Dr. Doofenshmirtz's machine. Um, but What's a, a, what is it? Shrinksferia? Shrinksferia. Why does it sound like a town? Yeah. Um, he was tired of doing the innator thing. Which yeah. I have a bone to with that as well. But so all of her instruments start disappearing and she's like, all of my instruments are gone. I should have learned to play, I don't know, whatever the other instrument was. But there are two instruments sitting in the background, one of which is a banjo. So why it's still there, I don't know. And two, there's like a violin, viola type looking thing back there. Um, she might not be able to play And those. when did Candace learn to play so many instruments? If I may be so bold, what if that's a violin with a B? Well, it's not gone. It's still there. Molly, if I may be so bold, they don't disappear until she picks them up. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it is kind of funny that uh, the ray just only affects things once they're in your hand, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, she tries to play the bagpipes, and I cannot stop thinking about the time Martin Short was a human bagpipes. He just walks out in a red kilt, <laughs> hops in a large man's arms, sticks his thumb in his mouth, and then goes, as he kicks his legs in the air. I, I, have, oh, I have a bit of a question. Not about that. I'm going to breeze a over that. Yes. Um, how how is she gonna play and sing the song with the bassoon? And I assume she um, would have just sort of done an intro to set the mood. If or she maybe was to use she would have recorded it. Mm, true. Maybe that was she her was plan reco- all She along. was recording it because there's the microphone. Oh, there. you like Molly's answer better? Because well, there it was makes the microphone. Sense. There. Yeah, rather than her just wailing yeah. on the bassoon for three seconds and then just acapella it. I Mom, just it's oh maybe she does what Ed Sheeran does where she records it live on stage and, and um, uh, he br- he records it and then he has like a little pedal he pushes and yeah it's awesome I saw Andy Grammer do that in concert and like my mind was blown that was the first time I ever saw that yeah saw Andy Grammer in concert I did see Andy Grammer I did in concert, know that. concert in Atlantic City mm, his concerto <laughs> <laughs> where he played all of the instruments yeah. um, <laughs> Quite right. So quite stylish. I, I've got to go back a little bit in this episode. Um, I, I really can't get over how rude Phineas and Ferb are in this. I, I can establish that. Um, but <laughs> I have to give them maybe like my favorite and strangest moment in Phineas and Ferb is um, emptying the piggy bank and saying needs roughage because. Yeah. I did not understand that as a child and hilarious and Molly strange. Molly loves roughage. I love roughage. She loves luffage. I love luffage. So. I, John Lovitz. Ryan, talk more words. Okay. 
Um, I wanted to talk about a bit about a bit they do. A little bit. A little bit. A little. Itty, itty, itty. Um, I really like the uh, we can't forget mom's birthday bit. That's really that's funny. really they, funny. They go out of their way to animate a clip that is representative of each previous episode, uh, or most of them. There's nothing with the stupid treehouse fight. Uh, <laughs> sudden hate for the treehouse episode. No, there's it's just most. Notice of the how episodes. there's no it's Bigfoot scene. Oh, mm, fair enough. Mm, yeah, checkmate. Check checkmate. Anyway. Chess aside, uh, 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 I really like that bit. scene. I like yeah. that scene. It's funny. Um, very out of character for them, though, to forget mom's birthday. How? <laughs> <laughs> Just figured I'd call you on one of these nonsense things you're always spouting. Well, they, they know everything, you know? They know everything. They have no clue about <laughs> nothing. Phineas got Isabella chasing after him every day. He don't see nothing. They don't know <laughs> nothing. All right. They don't know uh, Edward Norton. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Ferb with the curly mustache. Mm. It's a good look for him. Yes. Um, Ryan's staring at me. I might have missed me. something during the episode. Chef, chef Ferb. Chefurb, if you will. Chefurb. It's a little like the chef from Little Mermaid. Of course. Of course Buford will help with the omelet station. Of course Buford will help with the omelet station. Candace not going to man that omelet station. Candace won't do it because she's got her own ideas. She's got a song An interesting time where we see... Buford and she no Baljeet. In the beginning episodes, we've seen Buford a couple of times without Baljeet right there with him. And yeah. it's interesting to see that, I think. Um, I'd like to agree with Dr. Doofenshmirtz about hating pelicans. I'd like to come out right now against the mere concept of pelicans. Bucket Birds. mouths. What? Bucket mouths? Yeah, they're, oh, they're yeah. like bucket mouths. So you I can says, delete bucket mouths. I'm not deleting bucket oh. mouths. It's funny. Then why am I getting so much quackety flack about it? <laughs> I wish you'd stop saying quackety flack. This is a family Quackety quack. That was worse. Well, at any rate, uh, I feel bad for Candace. Let's just real quick, bullet points. Feel bad for Candace. Mom, it's your birthday. An iconic number. We all remember. An iconic number, yeah. It's Very popular. Um, I'm going to say no because it's not something you would, it's not a disco miniature golfing queen. It's not, you know, it's not something you would put on yeah. and, and bop to, but it is an, a phenomenal song. Both songs, a little spoiler yeah. alert. In this in this episode, like the segment of each of the two segments is amazing. Um, you really dig I, the esophagus number. Oh, I do. I uh, the hemoglobin the highway just number. for the lyrics alone. Yeah, the rhyming's fantastic. Yeah, okay. but we'll just get there. The um, I really like the uh, use of Fabu, um, Fabu Day in the Sun. <laughs> it felt really we don't out get of place. Fabu enough. It yeah. is so out of place, but I love it. The last place I've heard Fabu was Hannah Montana. When oh. See, the last place I heard Fabu was in Animaniacs, the little British Fabu. one. Wacko will say Fabu. Um, see, Tracy goes Fabu. She does. Tracy I can't do it. it. No. Um, I also You're love wrong. the use of cute little sundress. Um, yeah, the fact that it was sundress. called cute little sundress. Candace Great. just chanting cute little sundress, cute little sundress, cute little sundress. That's nice. That's hard to do. Yeah. Um, I, as far as side characters in this, as I said, we've got Buford, we've got no Balji, but we do have Isabella, um, Mrs. Johnson, and then we have Mrs. Garcia Shapiro, I guess. You keep acting like it's not It her. does not look like Mrs. Garcia Shapiro. No, you, I wish you wouldn't say this on record because you're making a fool of yourself in front of history and they, God. You had to reference her in the episode. It is, Mrs. Gar- it is explicitly Mrs. Garcia Shapiro. He calls her. He calls her? Yeah, at the beginning. Calls her by his name. I'm just saying, it didn't really look like her, at least in the last shot I was looking at. Um, but they're there. I don't remember if I was they're keeping there. track of them, That's but I, I wrote them. 
Um, your breath smells like candles is a hilarious line. It's very funny. Robot uh, George Washington says to Robot Abraham Lincoln, your breath smells like candles. Do we know why he stole them? Just because it's pure evil underneath? or I think the pure evil. Okay. I think pure evil is as good a reason to do anything. What the presidency does to you. That's right. Think about this. Think about this. Okay. We fought a revolution against England so that America would never live under a tyrant. And yet no king of England has ever commanded a nuclear arsenal. The president alone of his own authority can launch a nuclear strike at any time. Therefore, he is more powerful Um, than any king in the history of England. Therefore, uh, presidents are are tyrants. And uh, please subscribe to my newsletter. Just to play play devil's avocado, they didn't have (laughs) nuclear weapons in the times of kings. Let me make this perfectly Make this clear. clear. There are still kings. Yeah, but like, how much power do they have? Like, are you really you gonna... will subscribe to my hand handicraft um, newsletter I hand out on. Not gonna pretend games. like the queen isn't a queen. So there's no Baljeet yes, in go. this episode, but there are random other children. Why do you keep today. saying there's no Baljeet? Like it's a big deal. <laughs> because we got the rest of the gang except Baljeet, and then random kids. I guess it was a bad choice to make the question this week about Baljeet yeah. in an episode in which he plays no role. Well, no at role. least he's included. I'm sorry I didn't have a Pinky the Chihuahua. Question. I'm sorry you think pinky he's happy. The Chihuahua. Chihuahua, I love I'm the upset way. that we don't hear it. We yet. don't meet Professor Poof and Plots. Uh, a yeah. good character. At any rate, anyway, any quotes from this episode, Danny? Yes, we do have a quote from this episode. Uh, it's uh, it's it's in my phone, and I typed it down. Oh, he typed it down. Oh, wow. we have two. We have two quotes from this episode. Uh, we have "Au contraire, ma mère," which is a thing oh. that Molly says a lot. Oh, contraire, I don't know why. Mère. I love that one. And then, of course, we have something I say all the time. I love it when dreams fail. I love it when dreams fail. Dr. Doofenshmirtz, of course, says this in reference to the wax museum, which went bankrupt. I would petition to put the, um, you can't melt pure evil. That's pretty um, good. Under there. Yeah. I maybe. would like to add that as no, well. That have... one's going to get knocked off the bracket so quickly. It though. is because we already have a, uh, we have, it's made of pure evil and a blend of space age uh, powers. All right. May I love I say... the way he says pure evil. Yeah. All right. I just like Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, I think that's we what it We should make a podcast to. about this show. It's so good. No, but A show about Phineas and Ferb? Don't tell me you're ridiculous, Danny. Molly, it's for everyone, as is the message of our show. It is. Every week. One of our nine catchphrases. So, moving on to the next episode. Are we all good? Are we all um, finished? Um, I was serenading I love grunge Linda. Grunge oh, yes. Oh, I have, I have 90s, 90s Linda. Linda. It just says 90s beautiful. Linda. That's all. When they show Linda during the 90s, she is in a coffee shop. She's mm-hmm. wearing an oversized flannel and like she looks yellow. She's got flannel. like straight, stringy straight hair. hair. Love oh, it. Oh, God. I love the way straight the 90s look. Straight jagged hair. Oh. Ryan and I it. were just watching a, a segment of the uh, Norm MacDonald film Dirty Work, which is not appropriate for anyone who would ever be listening to this, but whatever. And in the film, this one's for Larry. This not one's for Larry's, for Larry's kid. Not for Larry's kid. Uh, Larry's a kid. Go, go, draw with crayons. Or you know this part know is not old. for Larry's yeah, kid. We don't know how old the other ones are. We can't determine if it's for you. But we know Larry's at least got a kid. Larry's old enough to have a kid. Like I says, what? They're gonna understand Jesse's girl. That's not an old. That's not an old reference. People still listen to Jesse's girl. Stop whispering about Jesse's girl. Like I said, <laughs> I like the Glee version of Jesse's girl. It's, it's real good. Don't you bring gotta up Glee. Glee. Don't, Glee. Don't Glee. bring up Glee. Do not bring Don't up Glee. Bring up Glee. It's, it's, it's Jonathan Graff. We either you He's do. Jesse. He and, does Jesse's... And... That's, yeah, but think about the episode they sing that in. No, isn't it the boy the, with the black Finn hair? Finn sings it about Jesse, Jonathan Graff. Yeah, think about the episode that they sing that in. Um, Rachel's getting a nose job. 
I'm thinking of a different episode. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of a different episode. Thanks for tuning into the Glee podcast that Danny cares a lot about. Oh, there but when you guys talk about the X-Men for an extended period of time, it's fine. I cut most of the X-Men rant. That's not fair. I edit the podcast. I cut more after you do and you never notice. That's not true. I listen to the episodes. It's not true. Anyway, <laughs> folks. Uh, thanks for bearing Mom, with us during it's these. Your if you could stop singing. No, can we talk about that song for a little thanks bit? Her robotic for all tone. The care and love you, yeah. Ryan and I think that they slightly Not pitch. Not mention the me. They slightly. Ryan and I happen to think they slightly pitch corrected one note of <laughs> Ashley Tisdale's voice, and it's, it's like the acapella one in the beginning when she starts yeah. to play. But not not at the end. I mean, maybe at the end. I just sounds feel like, the like slide. she's being like dramatic with it. Mom, it's your birth. Like there's just one of those. I think it's on the thanks for all the care and love you. Care. There's a slight the first. It's when she's singing at acapella in a room, room, like Ryan said. We swear there's some like tiny shift in the pitch. It's something. I wonder if they would bother with that for like one little. No, I feel like she just sounds like that sometimes. Like if you listen to Ashley Tisdale sing, sometimes she's just that good. She is really good. She's a little high. I wonder if she has perfect pitch. Some people do. Just be cool, like Jack Black. Like Jack Black. Oh, Jack Black. I love that man. Why didn't he do Phineas and Ferb? I don't know. We should get him to do it We should get Jack oh, Black to do it. take everything. two with Phineas and Ferb. They met Jack Black. Question redacted. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like something. I feel like quacking, so I think I will. That's the theme pack to Quackback. Theme song um, to Quackback. Yeah. Theme yeah. pack to Dak Back. Dak Shepard. Dak. Tack and the Power of Juju. Tack and the Power of Juju. We all remember Tack and the Power of Juju? I don't like to talk about Tack and the Power of Juju. Do what you know, I love for years, I thought Tack and the Power of Juju was the Legend of Zelda. Oh, oh, that's sad. God. So sad. Link in Moving the on. <laughs> Link in the legend of Juju. Yep. Anyway, um, next episode, folks. Oh, yeah. Moving on. So the next Journey episode. The center of Candace. Ryan, you're so fancy. Thank you. Why? Like Already Iggy Azalea. Know. Much like Iggy Azalea and Molly singing over both of us, rude. I th- <laughs> Ryan can sing under Mom, it's a I ask him not to do it. We just know that we can't control him. We need the super nanny. I took a picture of Ryan. You guys are in a crisis. I'm on my way. <laughs> I took a picture of Ryan the other day where he really looks like Steven Tyler. I thought you were going to say he looked like a super nanny. I was like, no. What? Your what? Hannah Montana picture, you actually really look like Steven Tyler. I'm okay with it. Hey, as I'm a child, okay did it. you think that the super nanny looked a little bit like the fairy godmother from Shrek 2? Yes. Okay. Yes. Anyway, since Ryan refused to describe the plot of the episode, we're just going to skip ahead and say that uh, the the journey to the center of Candace is about Pinky the Chihuahua, period. Beautiful. Thoughts. Uh, no, Pinky, Pinky the, Chihuahua the Chihuahua swallows Isabella's fireside girl sash with all her irreplaceable patches in order to get it fa- uh, back. Phineas and Ferb uh, build two inventions that they were debating between. They build a submarine and a shrink ray. They plan to go inside the dog, but oopsie daisy, they end up inside Candace through a wacky cheese-related misunderstanding. Therefore, Candace, while she goes on her big walking date with Jeremy, uh, is controlled by the boys. Meanwhile, Dr. Doofenshmirtz is trying to create a device that will, I believe, literally kill anyone who doesn't make up their mind. It destroys them. It says destroy. I think that sounds fatal to Danny. Yeah, that's that's pretty fatal. At any rate. So uh, that's the episode. Um, I can't get over you guys saying Jeremy and it's Jeremy. Jeremy. When did we even say his name? Hey, I don't want to be that guy, but um, Molly's the worst, right? 
Yeah. For doing um, this in public in front of people for trying to embarrass us like yeah. this. And then well, revealing herself to be Well, they're probably thinking it. They're probably thinking, who the heck is Jeremy? Isn't it funny how Molly just revealed herself to be a full face paint floppy shoes clown in front of a <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. Oh, my God. Wait, did you guys know our Uncle Robbie took circus lessons in, in his youth and he learned how to trapeze and tightrope and do the little plates on the the the, the stick thing? Oh, my God. I don't know did how to tell. Did you see Molly getting out of that car with 20 other people because she's a gosh darn clown i feel like you were gaslighted yeah. gaslit why did he no. not really take circus lessons no he did okay that's interesting yeah okay well we have an Don't uncle who uh, wanted to join the circus i really loved when candace mm. spit out her milk but was talking completely i tried calm. to draw a picture of it but my candace was it was too horrifying to put anywhere and that says a lot because you've seen my drawings. If you're an avid I've fan I've seen the oil of, paintings. You've seen the oil paintings. Sick reference to an episode we haven't gotten to yet. I says to the girl, I says, no, it is interesting that one of the first things ever established about Candace is her allergy to dairy. And in this episode, she not only drinks milk, she eats two grilled cheeses. You remember and when someone brought that up to them? Yeah. And it was yes, like a child. And they were like, child pointed uh, it out to Dan Pavemeyer and Swampy Marsh. And they like didn't know what to do because they hadn't realized that before. It could be soy cheese. But why would you feed soy cheese to a dog? I think we talked about this in one of our Mm. earlier episodes like a year ago. Fun fact, Ryan is so dumb that he thinks soy cheese is Spanish for I am cheese. Cricket. cricket, You're not funny. (laughs) Um, I made a mistake. Okay. (laughs) You made a mistake in front of the entire... So our our side... No, no, continue. What was I saying? What was the mistake I made? Please don't. Please no, don't no, do no, you want to do this. <laughs> Please, no. You want to do this live. I'll get on, on the ah. I'll put on my face paint and floppy shoes. Yeah. yeah. You're matching flappy set. Flappy Bob. J- um. You would dare call me Flappy Bob in front of the audience? <laughs> yeah, I would. Hey, I'm, Flappy Bob. Can't, can't you see, see what they've they done? done? Uh, we can do a separate podcast dedicated to that. To whole fin- film. It's a fairly odd parents schools out the musical, of course, starring Flappy Bob. Of course. Back to Phineas and Ferb. Though. Flappy Robert. Phineas to and you. Ferb, Journey to the Center of Candace. Yes. Yeah. Um, I felt Isabella's voice was a little bit deeper than usual in this one. Who cared? I, I mean, did. yes. <laughs> I also really like. You were the, the one that was talking about Vanessa's voice the entire time. I didn't. We were say watching a word. the episode. Oh, I didn't say. I'm sorry. A word. I have to go back. I meant in the last episode. Um, mom's birthday to call out that we all talk about front facing Phineas and how yeah. bad that looks. Front facing Candace on the bike, not a fan. Oh, do you? Oh, her screaming, cute little Sundress, cute little Yeah, Sundress. I don't like how her There's face There's some bad front facing Candace in this episode as well when she's like being forced to march to the monkey bars. Oh, yes. When yes. Phineas and Ferb have control oh, of her yeah. body. By the way, the episode is entitled Journey to the Center of Candace in reference to Journey to the Center of the Earth, but really it's a parody of the hit film, The Fantastic Voyage. It feels like um, a parody of an episode of the Magic, Magic School, School Bus to me. Which is. Which is itself no, referencing no, it's the, not. the Raquel it's Welch. It's referencing the, the Ride Body Wars. No, it, that is itself referencing. No, the... no, that is referencing Buzzy. Okay, yeah, Buzzy the animatronic that was stolen from Disney World. Okay, Pinky Ryan. the Chihuahua. Ryan, if you have hey, any Flappy Bob, things can't you okay. see what they've done? Old abandoned <laughs> vacuum cleaner hey, factory. Yeah, there's an old abandoned vacuum cleaner factory. <laughs> Something doesn't smell right in this paper. <laughs> 
Uh, hey, everyone. We just took a short break because something didn't smell right in the basement. It was a full gas leak. Um, I says to the girl, I says, Mabel, you are wasting your Potential. life. So one time, life. Ryan and I got carbon monoxide poisoning in the basement because we had a power outage and we lit too many candles and left all the doors and windows closed. Can I teach you a fun fact? Yeah. This didn't happen. They're insane. Both of them are hypochondriacs, which okay. are people who imagine now, ailments. We maybe exist. didn't actually have carbon monoxide poisoning, but what was weirder was that Danny didn't remember this happening at all. Yeah. In which case, I think Danny's the one that got the carbon monoxide poisoning. No, I had a small chunk of my brain removed with a crayon. Now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, this episode's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's not my I favorite. Did, you at guys all. seem to like the esophagus. I song. love the hemoglobin highway. The rhyming was in, uh, impeccable. That just the two of us and the esophagus. I know. I'm saying just the two of us. Just it makes me think of the Will Smith song. Building castles in the sky. Just, just the, the two, two of us. us. You're gonna tell me you, you don't enjoy and take a lip to the spleen. It's fine. It's I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy every episode. No, I'm like I want again. I wouldn't say it's a bop. I want to be like this is actively no, like when there's floor no after bop. floor and no. floor disco is a bop. To me, no, yeah. no. See, social I climbing, climbing with debutantes on the level with floor after floor. In that they're both a good song. You watch but, your tone. But you watch your tone when talking about floor would after not floor. recall the song. That's no, you fair. are correct on that. Yeah. Um. Yes. Now back to this episode. The other things that I um enjoyed was the um. The little trap that Doofenshmirtz had for Perry that was a snow globe that said greetings from Perry. Oh, the thing I really like is the mere concept of the any flat surface magnet. Yes. That's a very funny idea. This episode was written by, or storyboarded by, they all have many writers credited during the end credits, but this episode was storyboarded by Bobby Gaylor, who is the voice of Buford, and Martin Olson, who went on to become the head writer of Milo Murphy's Law. Mm. Uh, the character in that show, Professor Time, his real name is Orton Molson which is a spoonerism of uh, Martin Olson. Anyway, so uh, these are two people who are obviously very connected to, to Phineas and Ferb, um, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's a really good episode. Uh, there are really nice poses and really interesting visuals in this episode, which probably come from that yeah. storyboard, like mm -hmm. the idea of a belt that straps you to any flat surface, and then using that to roll all the way up a building is really yeah. well animated. It was animated really beautifully and smoothly, um, yeah. but how painful must that have been? I, it's honestly Even just them fun. hanging. It looked like really the way It did look a little fun. I could feel that. That's like a you're on the Green Lantern ride at yeah. um, Six Flags Great Adventure, standing up and just being squished. It, it looked painful to me. I really resisted the urge when you said you're on the Green Lantern ride. I was going to say, no, I'm not, very loudly. <laughs> Anyway, in the sandwich shop, Molly, you wanted to say something. Oh, yeah. Um, I just think that Jeremy's uncle looks a lot like him um, in a way that I don't feel the other members of Jeremy's family do. Jeremy's mom looks a lot like him, doesn't she? I don't think she looks anything like him. You don't she think does Mrs. Kind Johnson? Have Susie's curly hair. Yeah, Susie. her and Susie, but Jeremy. Mm -mm. Susie, I don't want to talk about. Jeremy it. Don't even, don't even no get me started. Hawkeye don't even Johnson. get me started because I won't stop. Old Hawkeye Johnson. Old Hawkeye Johnson. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so yeah. yeah, pretty good episode. I would uh, d good news. We're gonna rank. We're gonna rate them now. We're gonna give them numbers. That would have been good for the bracket, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna give this one a number out of eleven. You should explain first. Out of ten, mm. what would you rate this? Not eleven. That's the show. I'd give it a good seven. I'd say. I was thinking like a four. Really? Really that low? I just... For the low. introduction of Pinky the Chihuahua. I like Pinky the Chihuahua, but 
I don't know. No, we could not, not have exciting, the Pots episode you know? without this episode first. Yeah, I enjoy this one. I like it's this one. Right. I remember this very Four's well. Four is a little we too low. Uh, yeah, I do remember this one. Uh, I'd often. say I was gonna say um, five or six. I feel like a seven's yeah. a bit but high. Seven's a yeah. bit high. Most episodes of the show for me would be around a seven. I mean, they're all great. I'd say, yeah, a lot of them are seven There's or eight. There's very there few are... bad Phineas and Ferb yeah. in the whole bunch. And Maybe I wouldn't say this is bad. Like, it just isn't like, one of my Even favorites. like a one is still good in terms of television. Like the man says, the worst day fishing is better than the best day working. Aww. I'm Danny, and the show is done now. <laughs> Danny, can you please give us the quotes from this episode? Oh, that's the thing. There are none. What? Yeah. The... Pee all over the tri-state area isn't one of our quotes? No. What? Yeah. Are you doing a bit? No, it's not on there. Well, that needs to be on there. I really like that Would you one. like to make a formal request to include now I can pee all now over I the tri-state area? Now I can pee all area? over the tri-state area. And then what does he say? Like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing with my life? Yeah, that's yeah. a great line. Yeah, but it's already Tuesday and it takes like five days for that to process. I, Molly, if you want to put the pee on the weekend. list. Molly, the Why office else would closes I remember in 20- it so well? The right. office closes in 20 minutes. You have to tell me if you want to make this request. The puce goes to Roz. Puce goes to Roz. Yeah. Oh, let's I all go around the table and do. The list. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. I'll make an official motion. All those in favor of adding. Now I can pee all over the tri-state area. What am I doing with my life? To the list, say aye. 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 Gavel smack. Oh, you oh gavel smack. Gavel smack. We're just a bunch of crazy gavel smack. All right. Good. All right. Well, does anyone else have anything they'd like to add about these two episodes before we go away for another five months? Though I don't believe Laura Dickinson was featured. Still. Yeah. Um, still petition your local Congress. Men or woman, yeah, and EGOT for Laura. EGOT, EGOT for Laura. For Laura. And uh, don't give up the good fight. And uh, w- once more, I'd like to reiterate those shoutouts to yes. Three yes. TJ, Larry, Larry's kid, and of course, Spencey. Spencer, Spencer, who stopped listening a year ago. I know. I am so happy, truly. Like we're making light of it, but it's yep. really awesome. Yeah. And please me, do me and send Ryan, us. Yeah, send us more. Send us more. Hopefully, Danny will tell us Larry, this time. So let it's us not know a year how your later. kid's doing. Larry's kid. What's your name? How you doing? Feel bad, Larry didn't tell us your name. Larry doesn't have to reveal the personal information. About um, but yeah. I am so glad to hear that Larry is raising um, a Phineas and Ferb fan. Yeah, that's the that's way to amazing. Do it. And and to our our pal whose letters I don't remember off the top of my head. Three T. Three T J. Three T J. Yep. Um, thank you so much for um, not saying that I was your favorite. Um, little insulted. You but, have good taste. But you and I were tired, and you know what? I, you know, I was happy we were tied, but then he did call out your little pig bit. Yeah. Ryan is a little pig boy. I am a little pig Molly boy. Molly doesn't do a lot of bits. I don't do a lot of bits. I'm pretty naggy on this podcast. Um, You're the Wanda to our collective Cosmo. I am. <laughs> that is very accurate. Well, that sounds like enough of a day. Yeah. We did this long enough. Hopefully, I hope we'll be back soon. We're yeah. just pretty busy, but uh, we're really busy and cool. But tell yeah. you what, write in and we'll make more of these. Yeah, yes. we got to look down before you reach the colon. Hang a left at the spleen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do we want to do our famous uh, outro? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Our famous outro. And just one last. We one don't last know what's tri- happening. Our we have famous a outro. outro? We, say, it's, uh, we say we say uh, Candace party out. Peace. Yeah. We do that? We did it in the As last, of last one. episode. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It was so months ago, new. so I get why you don't remember. Okay. Okay, ready, everybody? Uh, okay. Three, two. 
Candace party out. Peace. See that works. We're talking. That's, it's pretty solid. I M A T E get together. I to the N to the T I M A T E get together. That's right. It's not a party. Nar 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 nar. Stick, Stick to, to the start here, nar. If you wanna be cool, follow one simple rule: don't mess with the star, nar nar. Stick to the start is quo. Stick to the start here, nar. If you wanna be cool, follow one simple rule. <laughs> Everybody cry. <laughs> this, this is not what I want. This is not what I planned. And, and I, I just, just gotta say, say I, I do, do not understand. understand.